Hi, I'm Scott Fulton, the host of the Rebel Diaries podcast. This show will help you learn how to make work better for you, your colleagues and the organisation you work for. I believe the modern workplace is broken for too many people, with leaders and their teams drowning in corporate complexity, information overload and unnecessary levels of stress. Having spent over 20 years leading disruptive, high-performing teams who have won international awards for their impact, I've now dedicated my career to helping coach and train leaders and teams to deliver more value and impact at work whilst reducing the risk of burnout, overload and wasted effort. This podcast is dedicated to you and thousands like you who know work can and should be better. You'll get tips and insights from me as well as the amazing guests I invite to be on the show. Many of them have disrupted their industries and are thought leaders, speakers and authors who have fascinating stories and advice to share. Thank you for listening. I'm Scott Fulton and welcome to the Rebel Diary Show. Mia is the CEO and founder of the 30K program. She empowers women to get higher paying jobs by teaching them how to effectively package their skills and negotiate with confidence. In this episode, we discuss when she discovers she was 30K underpaid, some tips for negotiating your starting salary and more. I hope you enjoy this week's episode. Hi, Mia. Welcome to the Rebel Diaries podcast. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for being here. So to help our listeners, can you just give us a bit of background to your career, how you got to do what you do now and what you're passionate about? Definitely. So I scaled my career to the global director of talent management, leading hiring and leadership development for a global workforce out of 807 countries. And I started the 30K program after finding out that I was underpaid by $30,000. So that is not fun to hear. But immediately no. <laughs> after I hired a coach, I learned the fundamentals of negotiation. And then I got not one, not two, but three promotions within a one-year period of time. And so I personally know what the gender pay gap feels like. And I have witnessed thousands of women just not even attempt to negotiate in an interview setting. I've interviewed about 5,000 professionals at this point. Roughly 2,500 have been women. And if I had to quantify it, 1,500 of which have not even tried to negotiate. And yeah, that is why this program exists, because I truly do believe that women and truly anyone can have it all if they put themselves out there and if they aren't a afraid of rejection and they learn the fundamentals of negotiation. Brilliant. Thank you. That's awful. <laughs> Finding out you were underpaid by 30k. Yeah. Can we delve into that a little bit more? What was the story? How did you find out? Why were you being underpaid 30k for a start as well? Can you share a bit more about that? Yeah, definitely. So the only reason why I found that out is because I was my job title at the time was a senior recruiter and I was tasked with hiring a another senior recruiter. And you do that, you have to learn the salary range. And when my boss at the time told me the salary range, I was like, oh, interesting. Like it's goes up to 30K higher than what I'm making. And so I, I asked, was there a like a skill difference? Is there a reason why I'm paying 30K below the max of this pay range? And he goes, oh, no, but you just didn't negotiate. And I felt my blood boil. And here's the thing. It's really easy for me to be like, oh my gosh, like my skill set <laughs> was there. He should have paid me more. But like truly I am to blame, right? I didn't negotiate because I thought that if I didn't negotiate that they wouldn't offer me the job. So I didn't believe it me. 
And so they didn't believe in paying me more. And so my mission is to be an example of what is possible, right? What is possible when you believe in you and when you believe in your power to get the compensation that you deserve, right? Because not knowing what is possible, that is what held me back. And it holds back millions of women. So I've been fairly sheltered. I spent 20 years in the same company and that was police force in the UK and it's public sector. And I think things were fairer in terms of you had a grade, but everybody got paid the same because they were on that grade. So that's kind of thing for me to hear that if you don't ask, you don't get. Is that really that common that nobody kind of looks and says, Mia should be on the same pay as we're about to pay the new person on the same role? Or is it a bit like you hear these companies that maybe they reduce the price? I think it used to be the quite common with phone contracts that you pay your phone contract, whatever it is, monthly. And then for new customers or different customers, they reduce the rate. But unless you ask for the discount, you don't get the discount. It just seems yeah. a bit perverse to me, but maybe I'm too sheltered. This is such a great <laughs> question. Okay, so women on average are 17.7% less than men do. And in my opinion, a lot of that is because they don't negotiate. Um, companies, they can do compensation studies and it is becoming more common. Why right? there are specifically like gender pay compensation studies that they can do. And it's incredible when an organization spends the time and the energy to do that. But not every company does do that. Furthermore, what typically is done is that there will be like a salary range for a specific role, right? And if the person doesn't negotiate, oftentimes they'll get the lower part of the salary range as opposed to the higher part of the salary range. And so that's typically where you see it. And what's fascinating is there's a job board. It's called ADA. It has like roughly 500,000 US-based job users, roughly half of which are female. And they noticed a trend. So everyone on their job board must enter a minimum desired salary in order to be part of it. And women in every role and in every industry set a lower compensation amount than men. And how much lower? 17% less, which is really fascinating, right? And it's published data. If you Google it, OTTA, like gender pay gap, you can do some further analysis or research on that. But that has is been what I have seen as well. It's just, it's like a lack of negotiating. I think it's, and negotiating is like, it's a skill like any other skill, right? It is like riding a bike. And truly, once you learn how to ride a bike, you're not like, oh my gosh, I'm so afraid of if I ride a new bike, if I'll know how to do it. It's like a skill that you develop and that your competence leads to confidence around that. And so I think that's really what the message is like, you're going to suck in the beginning right? And then you'll develop a degree of competence, which will lead to confidence. And then that will ripple throughout your life, right? And it'll positively impact those around you. Because once you feel empowered to negotiate your salary, now all of a sudden, when you're in that new job, you're negotiating partnerships that are benefiting both parties more in a stronger capacity, right? Now, all of a sudden, you're negotiating with, let's just say, your husband, Right now, you recognize, okay, picking up the kids from school, but you love cooking. And now all of a sudden, you're like, 
making these trades with your husband and both parties are getting benefit. And so this is really what the message is. It's like this empowering, like negotiating can be really fun. Just recognize that if you're new at it, you're probably going to suck in the beginning. And that's normal. Yeah. So I get the obviously, yeah, jobs advertised and there's the pay range quite often. And what it sounds like you're saying is that a higher percentage of women maybe don't go in with a negotiation approach to start try and get a higher salary they're just happy to accept a lower salary does that sound right and then when they're in the company then it's potentially different if there's maybe they forget what the pay range was or there's no transparency around everybody's salaries on the same grade because then you get that unfairness i'd imagine if people don't know that they can even negotiate I've, that's not really a question i feel i've just like brain dumped there but can you make sense of what i've just said there? yeah it's interesting i mean I guess what I see more often is like a woman who typically doesn't negotiate her salary starting end when she joins the company, she's less likely to go for that promotion and ask because she's scared of getting rejected. Hmm. She's less likely to put herself out there and say, hey, I noticed this big problem. This is my strategy for solving it. There are so many opportunities in the workplace where like you, you have the potential of being rejected for an idea but if you bring it up i think it can be extremely valuable mm. yeah it'd be beneficial for everyone involved yeah and you something struck me you said earlier that it was your you blamed not blamed but you said it was your responsibility to have negotiated do you think that companies could and should do more though to not make it entirely a responsibility of people who might be less confident to to ask for that pay rise yeah. Okay. First off, doing a compensation study is extremely valuable. It is. It takes time. It takes money. But I think that is an amazing start. And then one other positive trend that I've seen is where they'll put on a job or women apply to jobs and they meet 60% of the criteria. Or no, women apply to jobs and they meet 100% and men apply, statistically speaking, when they meet 60%. Please apply even if you're afraid of applying. So they can make these like nudges at women to, hey, it's okay, put yourself out there, try. We definitely think there are things that companies can be doing, but at the end of the day, it's a lot easier to create change within yourself and within your home than it is to say, companies, you need to be doing this. And so I, I think the message should be around like, yes, creating like larger change and like doing everything you can for for companies to take initiatives that do create, can solve like the gender pay gap and other pay issues, but at the same time, looking internally and saying, what can I actually do? Like what are the fundamental mm. steps that are within my control? Why? Because those are things that are oftentimes simpler and easier and like you, you just have more control over like the outcome of them, right? Yeah. So you mentioned negotiation is one of the key things for helping the people that you help are there any other areas that you help skill them up with or is it mainly around negotiation is the most powerful thing yeah i think the it starts with strategy right developing like a long-term and then short-term career strategy of like where are you actually going oftentimes i feel like people are like wandering through their career and they're just well just kind of see what happens and there's like no thought as to like the architecture of whether pretty Right. And so that's always where we start. And then from there, we develop like a really like 
pursuing her strategy of actually like getting that, like taking those dreams and then turning them into reality. And then along there, there are oftentimes skill gaps that we see. And a lot of that is really fascinating, but it's actually around like confidence. That's been one of the biggest themes that I've noticed is a woman will come in and she'll have like really low confident like phrases that will be she'll commonly say, right? It'll be like, I try or, but if not, that's okay. Or I wish, I hope, I feel, right? It's these warm, half committal phrases that are so rampant. And like when you can clean up your verbiage and actually put yourself out there, say a thought and have the confidence when you say it, then you see the ripple effects throughout your career and then even throughout your personal life. So that's definitely, I would say, a cornerstone of what we work with. And what do you think is behind that lack of confidence? That's such a great question. There's something called like tiara syndrome, which is where oftentimes like women will feel like they need to be like granted a tiara. And like someday someone will just come along and just put on this like magical tiara and then like their dreams will come true. But that oftentimes it doesn't really happen, right? It's about going out there, putting yourself out there and not being afraid of the rejection. And I oftentimes see this kind of, I think it's like a not wanting to be seen as imperfect. That leads to this like low confidence, right? They like don't want to make a mistake. They don't want to say something slightly controversial. The baby self will disagree with. And so instead they just maintain this like lukewarm, like low confident kind of half committal like attitude, right? And that way, like they don't have to get hurt, but they are technically getting hurt and they're not adding as much value into the world because they're kind of playing half out there as opposed to like really giving it their all and not getting not being afraid of getting rejected or us feeling okay and just for equality purposes i think men do that too there are men that do that as and well everything that we're talking about here famous. it can actually be applied towards whatever gender i just mm. i am a woman and i coach primarily women and so that's i guess typically why i know their problem very well but yes i'm sure there's a lot of overlap of course yeah so can we go into a little bit without giving all your secrets away some of the negotiation tips and tricks that you help people with in kind of situations they come across if they're walking in i guess let's say that if we give an example of the initial interview and they know what the top salary is and they're like scared to ask or not sure what would the kind of approach you'd recommend that's such a good question whoever says the number first says. so i always recommend like holding your cards close negotiation is like a game of poker and if you were like this is what i'm targeting and this is my problem salary it's like showing them your cards it's illogical it doesn't really make sense right and so what we recommend doing is it's it's called reversing which is where the person interviewing you says no what is the salary that you target and then you reverse it and you say oh before i answer that i'm curious what is the salary rate for the role and then they may see a range and then immediately it's, oh, and then is that including a bonus structure is included with us, right? Where you're asking about these other forms of compensation, which is really typical for manager level and above. And you're not just, you're not just discussing the actual pay range because by law, what we're seeing is if you have at least 15 people working at your, 15 people who live in California working at your company, you are required to post a salary range. 
but you're not required to post a salary or signing bonuses or other like bonus structures that are available, right? Like an annual bonus structure. And if you don't bring those up, oftentimes you won't get that, right? And so that's that time to have that conversation. So it really is about like reversing the table where you're not necessarily answering that question right off and instead you're reversing it and you're finding out more information about the the total benefits that you could get. Yeah, and I, for me as well, that projects a confidence around I want to make sure that your company is right for me rather than just I'm desperate for a job and the company almost think you're lucky if you get a job with us. Does that make sense? Because I think that certainly when I've interviewed candidates in the past, it's not just about me making sure they're a good fit for my team. It's making sure that jobs are good fit for them and that they want to work for they want to be they're going to be passionate. They want to do the job. So I think what you just described there also comes across as confident in actually, I want to be paid fairly. That's perfectly reasonable. And I have other options to get paid fairly elsewhere if you can't meet that. That's exactly it. Uh, so the last time I looked, I think January, there were 11 million jobs open in the, in the United States. 11 million. That is crazy. There are so many fish in the sea, right? And I think you're hitting the nail on the head. It's like you don't have to be married to this one company. And you actually want to be in a row with multiple companies at the same time. And then from there, you're able to utilize the offers as leverage. Yeah, that's useful. So any, obviously your example of the 30K thing sounds pretty awful. Have you got any other examples from your clients that have been similar or worse? Any kind of horror stories that you can share? <laughs> obviously without naming any names or company names. Yeah, so there is one person who I, they were a recruiter. So like, I know this industry really well. And before they started working with us, they were making roughly $80,000. And after working through the program, they were able to increase their comp by $50,000, which is crazy, right? <laughs> and so I, mean. I think one thing I've realized is that oftentimes you don't really know what you're missing out on. You're like, oh, I just am going to be grateful for what I have. And we're all here for gratitude. That is amazing. But at the same time, like when you define out like yes criteria, when you define out, hey, is this actually meeting my all of my requirements? Like I think for that person specifically, when we told her like what was truly possible, like her jaw dropped and that we were able to work together to to make that a reality. But with that also came like identity shifts. When you're making ADK, you are, I think you like think a lot differently than when you start making six figures, right? And so a lot of it is also like helping women to like re gain more confidence and like redefine who they are and be comfortable making that new amount because it is not to develop the capacity to have increased compensation of that, if that makes sense. Yeah. And what was that journey like for them? Was it like, you didn't just walk into a meeting and say, give me 50K extra, I'm leaving. <laughs> what was that, no. that journey like? How you helped them? What are the kind of stages? Or was that a gradual increase over time? No. So like at first it was like disbelief, right? And then mm -hmm. it was possibility. And then it was probability. And then it was inevitability. So those are like the four stages of belief, right? And so at the beginning, I was like, that's what it right? And then they started like interviewing. We showed them like the salary research and they were like, oh, wait a second. 
And my background is obviously as a recruiter as well. So I was like, look, okay, I've literally like been in your shoes. I know, I know how to do this. Right. right. So, sorry. So they changed job then. I was thinking they were. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. In my head, I was thinking they just went to their current boss and managed to negotiate. I've never seen a comp of that large within a company unless you're getting promoted. Even when you're getting promoted, typically it's, I don't know, maybe 15%, 20% increase, not a 50K. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. This was actually, you're worth more. There's other jobs that you could do if you progress your confidence and then negotiate a higher salary was the journey then by the sounds of it. Yeah. So if you are looking for a new role, I know a number of people were recently laid off and they're like, oh, I want to find something. So we teach what's called the cake method. And it's, it's very simple. So there is the cake pan, which is where you set three or more job alerts on your favorite job board. It takes about 30 minutes and it's a one type thing, right? And then there is the cake, which is where you apply to three or four jobs a day, right? And that's about 30 minutes to find and apply to each job. It takes about 10.5 hours per week. And then there's the actual icing, which is where you contact three or more people for decision makers for jobs you just apply. That is the simplest way that we found to get that new job you love that meets all of your criteria. And that takes about 12 hours per week. And yeah, if you go to the30kprogram.com, you can download Match in the 7 Seconds, and that has everything right there. Brilliant. And for those listening, Mia was actually holding up a cake and a cake tin. <laughs> Some props. So cute. You can actually buy a fake piece of cake. I don't know you could, but Amazon. You know what? <laughs> That's a shame it's not edible. <laughs> You'd probably get through a lot of cake if it was real. You kept showing that to your clients every day. I wouldn't often into my pants. That's why we do fake cake here. Brilliant. So one of the questions I ask all my guests, if you could take one book with you to a desert island and you're stranded there for the rest of your life, what would that book be? Oh, Atomic Habit. Habits, they can help you like do anything, right? And you get those down. Plus James Clear. Oh, mm-hmm. man. I feel like we're friends. He doesn't know we're friends. You're not a stalker. You're revealing that on the show. All the platforms. Read all of his newsletters. It's not stalker. It's no. <laughs> Brilliant. Thank you. So if anyone wants to work with you or get help from you, what's the best way for them to get in touch? Yeah. Go to the 30 k program back. And that's it. Brilliant. Are you on any social channels or you just want oh, them to go to the Oh, we are on all the social channels and it is the 30 k program. So super simple. Brilliant. Yeah, nice and simple. We'll get those links in the show notes. Mia, thank you for being on the show. Thank you. A big thank you for listening to The Rebel Diaries Show. Your time is precious, so it is appreciated. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to hit that subscribe button in your podcast app of choice so you don't miss the next one. There's a new episode every Monday morning, ideal for your commute to work or early morning walk. Until next time, take care, be a rebel and deliver work with impact.